You're tuning in to Tales from the Desolate Highway, your source for the history of post-apocalyptic literature. I'm your host, Nathan Ogloff. Let's get this show on the road. Alright guys, episode one. First episode where I talk about an actual book. Uh, before that, I will just uh, talk about myself for a bit. So, uh, here's what's been going on in my life. I uh, saw my mummy for Thanksgiving. So, uh, I live here in Canada where Thanksgiving is the second Monday of October. Uh, it was a nice little visit. Nice little, uh, nice little just relaxing visit where I just clear my mind and rest and get the energy to continue writing and doing this podcast. Another fact about me is I love, love heavy metal. I have a playlist on Spotify that's about 1,400 songs long, 106 hours of music, 72 bands, and it is great. It is fascinating. Uh, some might say it's more just, uh, it's, a, it's not, a lot of it's not metal, it's just hard rock. Uh, I basically go off of what the Wikipedia description says. If they at one point did heavy metal in their career, I'll add the band. Yeah, so uh, I'll link that in the playlist description. Well, not the playlist description, I'll link them in the episode description. Uh, I also like Lego, um, which doesn't really follow from the heavy metal thing. But uh, there's, a, there's a community of people out there, adult fans of Lego. I still build with it. Most of it has been ships, uh, like spaceships lately. That's really all I've been making. That's the ones I'm most fascinated with. I've made a bunch of them in Lego Digital, not Lego Digital, Lego Studio, because um, I don't have enough pieces or space to do it in my house. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, put a bunch of pics on my Twitter account later, just showing you guys what I've been working on. Um, some of you might, oh, here's another th thing before I get into that bit. Uh, I've been going to a gym all year. Just didn't like the way my body looked. Looked in the mirror, said, mm-mm, gotta make a change to this. So I have. I, uh, been just, like, working out at the gym since January and I've made a lot of progress I'm really proud of myself really like the uh, results I'm seeing so some of you might be asking Nathan when's your novel gonna be done well you just hold on there slick because it's uh, this novel's like a fine wine it just takes time uh, I can't rush things I know we live in a world of now 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 right now me 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 well, maybe, not me, maybe not me 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 but um I just find our society is very um it's very now, like things can happen immediately. Want food? Skip the dishes. Want information on your phone? Boom, it's right there. Want to watch as much of a show as you can? Netflix, boom, right there. And uh, this, a novel is a game of patience. It really does take time. Uh, I think I may have told you in the last podcast why it's taking me so much time. And I'm not going to get into that. What I'm going to get into right now is the book. So this week's episode is Theologus Autodidactus. I think in last week's episode I accidentally called it Theologicus Autodidactus. Uh, 
Uh, that's not the name of it. It's Theologus Autodidactus, and it's actually specifically the Western name of the book. I mean, that's not the name the book was written in. It was actually written by a guy named, I'm probably going to butcher the crap out of this, Ibn al-Nafis. Um, he was a Arab uh, Muslim scholar who wrote this, and the name he wrote it in was the, or the name of the book when he wrote it was The Treatise of Kamal and the Prophet's Biography. And it was written between 1268 and 1277, so people really don't have a specific date when it came out. Uh, but they have narrowed it down to these years. So uh, here's a brief uh, summary of it. I really couldn't find much more detail than this, but it tells the story of Kamal, a boy. He lives on a desert all by himself. He spontaneously sprung up there in a cave. And he's self-taught, and that's what autodidact means, is someone who's just self-taught. So, um... I think Theologus Autodidactus translates to self-taught um, disciple, or wait, there's got to be a better definition. Yeah, self-taught theologian. Oh, that makes sense. So, so he's he, he's born on this island, lives there all by himself, and the shipwrecked crew gets stranded there, finds him, they bring him back into civilization, and then. Uh, the story becomes a bit of a coming-of-age story as he tries to find himself. Now, it's only in the last two chapters that... Oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay, let me, let, me, let me try this again. It's only in the last two chapters that the novel gets a little weirder. Now, then it starts to incorporate science fiction elements and ultimately climaxes with an asteroid impact. So that's the post-apocalyptic element of that. And some of you might be wondering... How is this post-apocalyptic that has so much science fiction? Well, sometimes post-apoc is sci-fi, sometimes it's not. And when it is, it will talk about science concepts, especially if something in the story's past seems technologically advanced and merits scientific explanation. So, the only example I can think of right now are the synths from Fallout 4, which they're basically just androids. And as we all know, the Fallout series of video games is a post-apocalyptic series. Uh, so yeah, it, it post-apocalyptic can totally have science fiction concepts. Anyway, back to uh, the, the book itself. So that's the basic plot of the book. Um, to tell you sort of what influenced the author, so um, he uh, used a lot of religious and scientific themes on like pretty much all the knowledge that was available on the time. Like when I looked this up, there were so many subjects he just incorporated into his uh, work. And so it's an early example of what's called a philosophical novel. Which uh, a philosophical novel just basically explores ideas of the world. So I mean, it explores ideas of the human condition, of where we've come from, of where we can go. Uh, any any science fiction, any hard science fiction that you think of by like Isaac Asimov or Arthur C. Clarke, th that that that's essentially philosophical. It's taking what we know and saying what could happen. <coughs> it, it's it's quite a sorry about that. It's quite a um broad category and specifically with him what he does is he takes a lot of what he knows and he tries to make predictions about the future based on what we know about the present
And this puts it in the realm of what could happen, which is exactly what science fiction is. So what are the aspects that I think, uh, it's not the, what, what I think, it's what's actually in it, is that there's this idea that truths of something we deem greater than us are accessible to us. So I mean, a thunderstorm at one point seems beyond us. It seems like it's the realm of the gods, but then we eventually figured out like, oh, it's just, it's electricity. So that was a truth that wasn't known to us. Now it's known to us. And there's a, that's an idea that's explored in here. That's what I mean by a philosophical novel. Now, this may seem really trivial to you, but you got to keep in mind, back in the Middle Ages, it wasn't so trivial. It was something that it's some nobody had thought of it. This guy had thought of it, basically, and put it out there into the, into the world. It's like, uh, here's my go-to example. It's like Star Wars. You watch it as a kid now, you're like, oh, okay, it's space. I get it. Gotta keep in mind, back in like the early, late 70s, early 80s, that was like nobody had ever seen that. That was like way out there, way out there. And that's why I, I like novels like this that really just take what we know as people, where the current status of our literature or storytelling is, and they take it a step further. They push the boundary a step further, and that's an, a fascinating aspect I find about this novel. Now, what gets interesting is, and this is conjecture, so I don't know this for certain, there's evidence that in his attempt to find a truth for bodily resurrection, like being able to revive a person from the dead, he proved or found out about pulmonary circulation, sorry, let me say that again, pulmonary circulation, which is, um, it's basically circulation through the heart. Um... And again, it's conjecture, but there's there's evidence of it. And what, what kind of follows from that is he also talks about other biological concepts like metabolism and the concepts that go along with, with that. So you know, for the time, these you know, in the 1200s, to talk about that, to talk about, okay, we have, we eat food and then we break it up and then we use it to keep ourselves alive. I mean, that was, that was pretty way out there pretty way out there you guys so uh, that's pretty much everything about the book and sort of some of the themes and ideas and sort of innovations it was doing way back in the day and I will end the book narration by saying this so in the end the, the Astrid comes the doomsday happens there's a resurrection then an af and then he talks about an afterlife now the way I interpret this and I'm going to go out out on a limb here and say this is that essentially this whole concept of doomsday resurrection afterlife is that it has that element of hope and peace and happiness after something bad and horrific has happened which is really at the core of a lot of post-apocalyptic the idea that things eventually get better uh, and so that's that's that post-apocalyptic element in uh, this novel. So it's called Theologus Autodidactus. Where can you pick it up? I have no idea. It's one of those rare gems. You'd have to go to a university library and talk about it. Maybe you can get your hands on a copy. Maybe you can't. Amazon doesn't currently have any. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, yeah, about that. So uh, before I end the podcast, I'm going to do a little brief excerpt from my novel. Well, it's not really an excerpt. But um, I had plans on making a, a little short trailer 
movie to get people excited about it and I had come up with a little intro into the main character so I'll stop talking and here is an intro to the main character it's uh, more like a um if you're to watch this say on Netflix and like you're gonna watch the first episode this would be the first dialogue you ever hear and see so anyway I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna keep talking I'm going to talk, stop talking about that, and I'm going to start the intro. Shindo Dakan is a well-tuned, finely calibrated anomaly thrust into the ravaged aftermath of the All Silence. An anomaly because he is gifted in all things mechanical, but unable to understand the code within which others operate their lives. What makes him stand out also makes him a target for the kind of attention only the insane desire, or the insane give. Arch Lord Chief Ivan Magrite only sees Shindo as a tool to be wielded in his endless pursuit of dominance. But the potential of the unconventional man should not be underestimated. Sometimes, the unconventional man can see that which no one else can, and provide the answer which fixes more than broken equipment. An unconventional man, shrouded in the, the name, the machine right. So... The way I kind of imagine that intro is that there's a bunch of welding happening and then he's doing a bunch of hammering and he's taking things out of a forge and he's ratcheting things together and then there's this like low metal riff playing in the background and then when it cuts to like that last part or goes to the last part the machine right the screen fades black and the metal riff picks up and then welded on the screen is the name of my novel the sapien empire and that's it for me so next week on tales from the desolate highway we're going to be jumping forward to the early 19th century that's right jumping like ahead five centuries where I talk about Le Dernier Homme, which is French for The Last Man. A story about, well, let's just say children of men might have taken a page or two from this book. Just saying. Until then, I'm Nathan Ogloff, and you've been listening to another episode of Tales from the Desolate Highway. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>